The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. How dare you? I wanted to panic. I wanted to feel the fear I feel every day. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. We need to eat the babies. You have stolen my dreams. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. If you're out and about, enjoying a beautiful Saturday, first day of summer. I think it's at 5.21 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you are just tuning in, we are the Financial Guys here every Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. on the Financial Guys radio network. Uh, this is Mike Hayflick uh, here again. I was here last week with Mike Lomas. I remember, uh, I think it was just maybe that Friday, just last Friday, Mike says, oh, do you just want to host the show too? I go, sure. Always jump at it, right? Um, even though Mike and Glenn are typically here, they're enjoying a nice day. I'm thinking with their family, doing something outdoors. I'm thinking a lot of you are probably doing something outdoors. I'm here with Mike Sparaza again. Back Happy in the to be saddle. Back. Happy to be back. Here we are. Um, all week long, Mike and I, and in fact, I could put all the mics, Sparaza, Lomas, Hayflick. Um, we got a lot of mics in our office, a lot of Rons. Um, <laughs> we've been texting all week, sending each other emails all week on some of the craziness that we are witnessing. And it's getting to the point of craziness, but even a little more anger and anxiety in all of us thinking, where on earth is this going? It's almost getting insulting, right? I mean, some of the stuff that's being said and done, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting insulting to anybody that has a legitimate brain, right? I mean, it's, Seriously. Just, it's just nonstop insanity. It's it's almost the idea of, um, you know what? You all were able to think for yourselves. We, we appreciated that you all have brains. Um, there was some level of personal responsibility expected. There was a level of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, all of these things, you know, granted to us by the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And it really does feel like it may be more so than I ever felt that it's getting it's sort of getting pulled out. It's sort of slipping away. And I know as we were talking earlier, we were saying, well, it is an election year, though. It is a presidential election year. And it's not just any president in office right, right now. This is the the president that has had the biggest target on his back, uh, probably from the date of his announcement that he yep. might run for president. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, at this point, though, is this just the start? I mean, if this keeps going the way it's going, is it going to be okay so Trump doesn't get reelected so it all ends? I just, I don't see that, right? I mean, I think, you know, you're you're starting to pull some strings that have never been pulled before, and right. I, I hope it doesn't continue for 20, 30, 100 years, right? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, right, right. I mean, generational-type uh, issues maybe, right? And it's really interesting to me because— I feel like we we've had we've made such headway, at least in my mind. And again, this is just my opinion. I felt like we made such headway in different in different ways um, 
in terms of people be, being able to find employment, people yep. able to be getting, you know, kind of going through the American dream, yep. you know. Um, and I'll tell you what, our clients, I know, believe that. They, they feel like, boy, if you just work hard and you do the right thing, things should work out. Well, and I, I've said <laughs> this many times. I feel like, again, we just continue to incentivize, you know, I'll say laziness or making poor decisions because right. at the end of the day, you just get out of it or you complain and there's no problem anymore. No you know? question. So, no question. And, you, you know, it's, and if you do complain or you critique even what's going on around you, you're labeled. You're just th- they throw labels at you, like you just don't get it, and you're this, you're that. It's like no, I'm not. I'm just asking the question because my, of course, my my background was a certain way. I mean, I uh, you know I won't right. get into all that, but I I have a certain background. I sort of would evaluate like what's around me, what's going on, how do I succeed? Yep. Well, I know I had to work hard, right? Yep. Just work your tail off, and things usually would happen pretty well. And now, I mean, the very people I always looked up to um, are all being just completely berated. Um, or censored. They're too. getting censored. Yeah, yeah so we're going to talk a little about censorship. Uh, the defunding the police, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, the, the whole idea of censorship and the, the idea of rewriting history. Yep. Not even rewrite it. They want to erase it. Yep. So statues being torn down, names of of major buildings and libraries and documents and uh, 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 you know, different things being changed and, and renamed or just completely erased. Yeah. Um, I've got some good clips here today to play from some of the more prominent nationally heard people. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, again, Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza here. If, if this is always an open mic session, as you know. You can reach us at 8030930. Calls and text. I'm going to have a little contest later. Um, I'll announce it shortly, but the little contest to, uh, well, I won't announce it. It's a little <laughs> teaser. I'm going to tell you. It has to do with our, our nice, loving left group out in Seattle, though. Um, they've yet to really get a handle on that, right? I mean... Uh, I, I still don't even know what they're trying to accomplish there. I, re- I really don't. I mean, you're, you're, you're occupying three square blocks. Right. From what I've been told, it was six. Well, and I think six. it's down to three now. And okay. Then, Some know, concessions. You know, they don't want to... Uh, <laughs> They don't. They don't want to. It's an autonomous zone. Yeah, right. they need stuff from everybody. They need things. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna hear hear from that a little <laughs> bit on that later. Um, the whole idea of censorship. So this actually, this was like pretty mind boggling. I mean, we always hear that the left sort of gets a pass, sort of, right? Yeah, right. they get a huge pass. They can pretty much say whatever they want um, without any, really, without any repercussions. In fact, usually the left can get on Twitter, on Google, on YouTube. And it's almost like they want them to be out there saying really awful, gross things. They want them to spur and spark all sorts of the the chaos that we see. Right. And it's all very much dismissed. In fact, it's encouraged by all these media outlets. I mean, the biggest company in the world, right? Google. Yep. Um, so, so we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter and Google. Twitter uh, permanently suspended a British right-wing social critic named Katie Holmes, basically suspended her... Um, her account, and they said it was because she violated a hateful conduct policy. Okay, so hateful conduct online. Are they going to start saying that it's going to apply to everybody, or is it only going to be the Katie Holmes of the world? Is it only going to be the conservative-minded people? Right. Yeah. I mean, you I, you know, people critique athletes on Twitter and Instagram all the time. Is that going to be hateful because right. they're critiquing their play on Sunday? Oh or, my gosh. You know, I mean, where, where do you where do you draw the line? And I think that's. That's the biggest problem, right? I mean, if it's it's almost getting to the point where if you don't agree with them, they just 
cancel you. And Block they don't. You. They're not. They're not even hiding that anymore. And and they get caught in a, an announcement, and then they change the announcement because originally, um, you know, it was. It's like they they come up with. Oh no no it was it was because of this it was because of oh like in the example of the Federalists the Federalists yep. is a very conservative leaning group so they're they're reporting right someone named Molly Hemingway we're going to talk about her and, and some of her comments that she made um, and it's basically the idea that listen if you say things that are not in line with what we believe as a company now this is a company that's saying and I have I'm, I'm going to actually be reading some of these things today some of the policy the mission. The, the Twitter vision and mission statement. And you, you're going to have to decide out there if you're listening, is it in line uh, with what they're doing out there? Is it in line with their mission statement, their vision of what this is all supposed to be? Um, I think not. Uh, and so I, you, think, <laughs> I think there is a point to certain censorship, right? Like you shouldn't be able to make terroristic th- uh, threats, Absolutely. excuse me. You know, like that stuff you just can't do. We know that. But right. but to have an opinion on a, on a president or politics or, you know, your belief system, I, I think you have that right. Absolutely. I think everybody has that right. I think that's a great point, Mike, because what we have found is we've evolved into – that like where everyone would have agreed like that's actually absolutely gross that's disgusting that's criminal that's threatening whatever yep. now you could say whatever you want and it's like this big entity called Google or Twitter deciding right. well let's face it folks these these are very left leaning organizations they've been it's been proven time and time again and now it's just downright against the first amendment what they're doing right. they're not allowing every citizen to speak their own mind, they're censoring them. They're they're deleting accounts on them. They're and then they publicize this, right? Like like we find out about this, so they're like actually proliferating this whole idea of hey, we're in charge. And that's why I said before, it's getting to the point where it's just insulting because they know we know, and they're no doing doubt. it in your face and and almost like a hey, see what we're doing, you know, take a look. And it's, it's brutal. It's just, it is. It's, it's brutal. And then the, the whole idea of erasing history. Let's just keep knocking down statues. Let's just keep taking down things that are offensive to us, even if these things have happened two to three hundred years ago. If they're offensive to us. We need to take those down, and we want everyone to forget about them. And I, th- I read an article the other day, and I think the guy said it very well. History is extremely important because you learn from that, and you learn things that you don't want anymore or that shouldn't happen in the world anymore. Exactly. So history is ex- – I mean, you know, what happened in World War II with Hitler, that, that was something we learned a lot about, and we learned that that is not okay, and we need to, you know, take a leader like that. And, and and get rid of them because of you just can't do that stuff and that was a, a a horrible thing but we learned a lot from it and I think that's everything right no doubt no doubt uh, we have a a clip I want to I'm going to have Frank cue this up um, former uh, House of Reps uh, Re- House of Rep uh, representative uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West um, formerly of Florida and um, he he just had such a great way of of kind of explaining why he's so against. <laughs> This kind of thing of renaming things, statues. Um, Frank, do you have that queued up? Go ahead and play that for us, please. This is Lieutenant Colonel Allen West on not destroying history. The right thing is for everyone to understand that George Sand- 
Atayana once said, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. History is not there for you to like or dislike Jedediah. It is there for you to learn from. And I think about, as a young Army officer, I had the opportunities to serve at uh, Fort Bragg, which is named after Braxton Bragg. He was a Confederate general. Also, Fort Hood, Texas, where I commanded a battalion named after John Bell Hood. I did not think about them as Confederate generals. I thought about the honor of being able to serve on those military installations. And one of the things that has me absolutely incensed right now is the fact that you had these individuals that went up and defaced the monument, the memorial to the 54th Massachusetts Regiment there in Boston. Those, that was the first black organized unit to wear the uniform of the United States of America and fought in the Civil War. And their history was uh, depicted in the movie Glory. And I would challenge people this weekend to go back and look at yeah, that so movie. That's real quick. Um, that movie, Glory, if you haven't seen it, amazing movie. Glory it. Okay. was an amazing, amazing movie, Glory. And it, it did. It, it just went into the idea that, listen, all of the history is not pretty. It's not all fun to talk about. It certainly isn't something we'd want to repeat. But some of the history, you can pull out some wonderful heroes and growth of, of human sort of interaction with each other. And this is just an, ex an excellent example. And this is one of the statues that they want to tear down is, is sort of diminish or erase the history of that really yep. unbelievable brigade. So go ahead, Frank. Go back and look at that movie and understand these were former slaves. These were freedmen that stood up and fought for this country. And now here we are, not even 200 years from that moment when they stu stood up to that challenge. We destroyed their monument. No, history is about learning from it. I don't want to see us become like the Taliban or ISIS. Those are the people that destroy history. Yeah, so just a what a great uh, a representation um, and what a great message about let's this is why we don't do this right and I think I think the thing to remember too is nothing is perfect and no time in history will ever be perfect right so I mean your bad people are going to exist right. it's just there's always going to be you know we talk about the police officer in Minneapolis yep. he's a bad person there's no other way to explain it and there you know you got to obviously try and find those people and, and weed them out but you, no time in history is going to be perfect and no grouping no. of people will be perfect and and you know no. there's going to be bad people and bad things that happen I, oh I my just, goodness you know. right from the time you're in a daycare with other like three-year-olds exactly you encounter the little bullies the ones that haven't quite grown up yep yep <laughs> of course at three years old you're not too grown up but we encounter it through middle school high school college years your first job your second job you encounter it in your neighborhoods, communities. You encounter it with every industry, every profession. Yep. There will be the bad apples, the ones that don't get it. But what happens is overwhelmingly, in almost all cases, the good people, the ones that get it, they squeeze out those people. Yep. They band together to say, this is wrong. Like You got yep. to shape up here. Yep. What they want to do is just erase your memory of all these things that might have happened. And I don't even know who who they think should be on these statues and on these you know names on buildings, yep. government buildings. I mean, I'm hearing stories they might want to what rename the Washington Monument. Yep. Take yep. down the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Like what? Are, what is going on here? And and again, it, like like he just said, history will always be there. I mean, no matter if we take down statues or right. not, it, the history is there, and we always will have history, and and we have to learn from it, and 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 you know. Uh, you make better decisions, I guess, Absolutely. throughout time, right? And the real worry then becomes like the whole educational institutions. Like if they're aligning that way, like with the the big, huge media companies, the big yep. news outlets, the mainstream media, then then you really worry because 
public schools going that direction, just saying, well, we won't teach about the Civil War anymore, won't teach about Vietnam, we won't teach about... But you also can't pick and choose which history you want and which you don't right, want. Exactly. That's the other problem. Absolutely. You can't, history is history. And you can't just, you know, we can't talk about sports history, no. but not anything no. else. Like, you just can't. Critical thinking and yeah. actually moral, moral development, like the whole idea of morality, it has to come with the idea that you've got to judge this situation with that Take take both sides. Remember, we used to do debates in yep. high school and yep. in, in middle school. Yep. I remember. Uh, it just doesn't seem like we're we're able to do that anymore, no. folks. We're going to come up on a just a quick break. Um, I'm going to be taking a couple calls here. Jim, you are on deck. Kevin, uh, you'll be just after. And uh, you've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza in studio here, the Financial Guys Radio Network. Uh, stay tuned, folks. We've got a lot of good things to talk about here today. Um, special guest in the second hour is Dave DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman. Looking forward to that. Um, but we'll be right back after a quick break here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest host Mike Hayflick. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Mike Hayflick. All righty, welcome back. This is Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza here in studio on a beautiful sun, uh, sunny Saturday. And uh, I believe first day of summer, longest day of the year today, and then it gets darker earlier and earlier and earlier. So I know I'm going to be enjoying this um, just after after this show we do. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at the text board and um, yes, American <laughs> actress Katie Holmes... Did not become British and become a <laughs> right critic. a right right wing social critic. It was Katie Hopkins. So thank you, Texter, for letting me know that. And that was a very kind way of of saying she all all it says is don't you mean Katie Hopkins? Yes, I did. Thank you for for uh, correcting me on that. I even have it written down right. I just I don't know. I, should I, I bought with it. My notes. I, th- I thought you had it perfectly right for a second. I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> was she the Tom Cruise? I think so. She's I married to Tom a, Cruise yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah, okay, Scientology yeah. and all that yeah, stuff, oh, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll probably so, say her name again before yeah. the show's <laughs> over. But anyway, Katie Hopkins. So. Um, anyway, yeah, so this whole idea of censorship we're talking about today, um, I just want to pitch what our team does, folks. If you do listen to us all the time, uh, you know we manage money for a living. That used to be, I think, pretty much predominantly what we did, and we, we still do that predominantly, but there are so many other things we do now. Uh, Mike Sparaz and I, we just work right down the hall from each other, and it's highly uncommon that I'll see people alone for my reviews with them without them maybe stopping in to see you, Mike. Yep. Or uh, they might stop to see Charlie Sparaza, who is our life insurance expert, because largely this is often about protection and preservation of everything you've got, not just accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. We've got to figure out ways to protect these assets and protect your belongings and help protect for your surviving spouse and maybe even your kids and grandkids. And Charlie Sparaza is an unbelievable resource in our office to help us all understand and do that. I have to just, I'm thinking back to our Friday meetings. Um, Jay Blanchard in our office is really our team leader and he he assembles us all every Friday. And uh, we talk about good news, success stories, and then we always have moments to share what we do. and. Yep. 
And if you're listening out there, folks, I, I don't know what your teams are like. If you don't, you know, have a financial advisory team, um, we have a just such a comprehensive team to help yep. in so many ways. And uh, I'm really pleased to be part of our group. I'll tell you every day I'm blessed to, to know where I'm going because I can do the things I like. I like to help with financial planning, retirement income planning, social security claiming strategies, along with Ron Reinstein, Ron Pierce. And uh, I don't have to know the other stuff. And you, you really can't, right? I mean, you can't do all 10, 20, 30 parts of the business. It's just, it's just, it's impossible. You can't, your brain is not big enough to know all those things. No. So folks, if you want to check us out on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at FinGuys. We have a new uh, new podcast out. I'm sure you can find that. You can go to a YouTube channel. Um, it's still functioning. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Hit the bell. <laughs> Hit the bell. You can see some of our uh, our various things that we've done online. Thefinancialguys.com. You can actually check us out for uh, some of the different events that are coming up. And I I will pitch some of the events that are coming up a little bit later. Um, but Medicare Mondays. Medicare Mondays is something that's going to be starting up again. July 13th. Or July 27th, you can actually sign on now for virtual events, and you can do that from thefinancialguys.com. You can even just call our office at 633-1515 and and register. Um, But um, just so many things going on, it's almost hard to get our heads around these things. One thing I know is our clients and many people coming in just to give us a try and see what we're all about. It's on people's minds too. Yeah, and and they're concerned. Yeah, they are, um, and they they talk. I work with home and auto insurance, but these topics are brought up every every minute of my appointment. Right? I mean, there there's. Yep. I think I think for a lot of us, this this world is getting a little bit scary with just everything that's going on, and you just don't know where it's going, and that's that's where the fear comes in, right? Yep. You no know, question and, about it. And we look people like us. We do things the right way. We 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 go to work every day. We work hard. We you know. But yep. it's crazy, yep. folks. Uh, yep. Keep listening. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back with Jim. And uh, this is Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza, the Financial Guys Radio Network. Don't turn that dial. Forget the extremists. It's simple. No one hunts with an assault rifle. No one needs 10 bullets to kill a deer. You're listening to The Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. All righty. Welcome back. This is Mike Hayflick with Mike Sparaza here in studio. Beautiful, beautiful Saturday and love, love this weather. It's just gorgeous. Haven't had to mow the lawn. Uh, I think it was about every three, four nights, but we did have that little bit of a dry spell. So there you go. Not mowing every every three <laughs> nights. I do a lot of good thinking though on my lawnmower as I cruise around. And, you know, I have all these you know moments of inspiration. But eh. <laughs> anyway, no, it's a great great day here. Uh, we're filling in for, of course, Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. We are the financial guys and. Um, just uh, really almost in awe at the things that are going on out there and the things that are seemingly becoming very acceptable, sort of mainstream, like, like it or not, you're going to do this, and like it or not, you know, we're going to shut you down. It's the new norm. The new norm. Yeah. Twitter, Google, like some of these huge, huge institutions are starting to really, really 
um, very openly decide who can be on their platforms and who cannot. And uh, we're continuing to talk about those things. Um, I'm going to get right to the phones, um, and uh, let's get some comments here. We're going to have Jim, North Tonawanda. How you doing, pal? I'm not going to waste any time. Straight to it. All right. I just got off the phone with my sister. She said that they sold a million tickets to this rally tonight. <laughs> a, mil- a million. And according to Fox News, they're interviewing people who have told Fox News that they have been camped out since last Monday. <laughs> I did hear about the people camping out. And there's people on beds out there. Yeah, there's And usually little, it's at least a day beds. or two, but you're, yeah. kid- you're kidding me. Since Monday? Since Monday. And, and guys, now I'm a history buff. I swear to God I'm not making this up. I have been a history buff since fourth grade at St. Francis School in the city of Tonawanda. I know what I'm talking about now. People love to always go back to Hitler and make the comparisons with Hitler. President Trump is now doing things. Did Adolf Hitler ever have anybody that would camp out for five or six days waiting for him to get there? I don't think so. No. No, because Trump's not coercing people to do anything. He's letting them use their freedom of mind and thought and speech an expression instead of the bullying, the the tactics, the the shutting people down and yep. ordering and yep. you know and could, literally could you imagine if it was the opposite right now? If he was shutting down everything that the oh. left was saying? Oh my gosh. Uh, we we would be, you know, it think would, well, think of Seattle, right? right? Seattle went from Chaz to Chop. I actually have a couple I mean, let me get your opinion on these, Jim. Uh, I got I got a couple ideas here. If they're gonna change the name yet again, I, I told Mike earlier I said, I um, I didn't catch that they changed the name from Chaz to Chop. How about <laughs> this? It's going to be called Chump. Capitol Hill Unemployed Misguided People. So <laughs> we're going to go from Chaz to Chop to Chump. And here's one I like. I don't know if everyone else will. Uh, and, Mike, you had a great comment. It's going to be called, Jim, Crap. This new Seattle uh, three-block area that's got walls, right? Yep. It's going to be capital, ridiculous, amoral people, C-R-A-P. If you have any thoughts out there and you want to text them in, if I can, I'll read them on uh, on the screen here. But, Jim, I, where do you think this is going? Do you think this is just general election year stuff that we deal with every time? Every time? I am, listen to me. I'm 65 years old. This ain't my first rodeo. I've already been collecting... Uh, Social Security for almost three years now. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm talking about. President Trump has already warned Antifa tonight. He said, don't start trouble. Mm-hmm. He's turning the dogs loose tonight. Yeah. They've already got the Oklahoma, they've already called out, the governor of Oklahoma has already called out the Oklahoma National Guard. But I'm going to tell you something. President Trump is cutting his wolf loose now. And he's going to go, listen to me, mm-hmm. write this down. I know what I'm talking about. He's going to go down in the history books as the guy with single-handedly with all of his supporters. And I'm talking, he now has an army. See, these generals that are criticizing him, mm-hmm. how many soldiers do they command? Right. Trump now has a, has a street army of tens of millions. I agree with you. It, it seemed like it was a silent majority. What do you think? Is it going to be less silent tonight? Oh, no, no. It's, it's something. Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter have looked tough. Mm-hmm. Democrats are in control. President Trump warned them. Start trouble tonight. He's turning the dogs loose because President Trump has had enough. He's cutting his wolf loose. I think you're right. Thanks, thanks for calling, Jim. 
Yeah, I think I think he's absolutely I, right. I think I think Trump has to at some yep. point. He's got to make a stand here and put his foot down and do do some things. And and you know, mm-hmm. I, I think if he stays back and quiet about this type of stuff, I think he's he might have a problem. Yeah. I think he's got to put his foot down and yeah. You know? I mean, he's he's always vocal. I mean, I don't know if he can be vocal in tweets, but he's vocal about things going on. But if you think back to like January, February, it was all about impeachment. Yep. he was literally. He was he was up against a wall defending, defending, yep. defending, right? I mean, yep. he was throwing his own jabs, yep. but he was getting pretty pummeled and and in his way, he fights back, fights back. Yep. Well, then right into February, into Corona the beginning virus. of March. Yep. Yeah, now we're talking about the Corona COVID-19 crisis, and he has not had a chance to really say like enough of this. Like he suggested to the governors and yep. the mayors of these major cities, of which by the way, I looked this up. Of all the major cities, the 50 biggest cities in the United States, 35 are Democrat-controlled, Democrat mayors. Two are independent, but they kind of lean left. So 37 of the biggest cities out of the top 50 in the U.S. are Democrat-controlled. Right. If you look at some of these major uprisings, I would challenge people, look at the leadership. And again, I, I I'm the I totally agree in peaceful protesting if it needs to be done. I, I get that, but this has sure. just gone way beyond. I mean, right. you know, even what happened in Atlanta last week, burning that guy's Wendy's restaurant. I know oh that or God. that woman. Unreal. I don't know who it was, but I mean, come on, that, 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 that doesn't solve it. It actually makes it worse. And, That's and, making and things David, worse. And David David Dorn, right, the, yep. the 75 or 77 year old, um, the the black police officer who said. Hey pal, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually protect you. I'm gonna go watch over your pawn shop. I'm not gonna let anyone ransack it. He gets killed. Yeah. And and who gets all the the press? George Floyd. Right. Criminal. Many many times over. Right. Um. Terrible terrible uh, way to end someone's life. There's no doubt that that officer is getting put him away. And, getting yep. the the due justice. Yeah. But. Why should we be memorializing George Floyd as right. like this pillar, this martyr? Yep. He was a criminal. People people were <laughs> people were actually um, impacted in negative, terribly negative ways by this man. He died in an awful horrific way. The cop is getting the, the due justice. He's yep. gonna probably go to prison for the rest of his life. Yep. That's my opinion. I think they'll do that. Yep. Whether it's all justified to do that or not, it's gonna be symbolically yep. justified. And um, you know, and here we are tearing down statues of historic figures, where those historic figures took part in like measurable changes in how we then became a nation. And and I just I can't believe. And, and again, the poor business owners that are just getting ransacked and getting you know ripped off essentially. I mean, you right. know, Michael almost always says it, right? You you put so much energy and effort and money into your business, right? And then some jerk goes and steals stuff or breaks windows right. or throws Molotov cocktails. I mean, it's your just, heart and soul, yeah, for your for yep. your wife, your yep. kids, your grandkids, everybody yep. around you. Yep. I'm gonna bring in Kevin. Kevin from Jamestown. How are you, buddy? Hi there, guys. Hey, good to talk to you. I just want to say what this election is going to come down to is Durham ever gets his report out. We'll grab a couple Democrats there. Mm-hmm. be law and order or chaos. It's going to be gas prices low. It's going to be who's better to get the economy going, Trump or Sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sleepy Joe will debate him three times. Oh, I- my gosh. I don't think he could do it once. For five minutes. I, I, you know, Kevin, I, I was actually wondering about the debates, and I'm, I'm wondering, are they going to try and pull off like a Zoom, uh, a Zoom or Skype or Go to Meet, whatever? Okay. Just have them on their own screens, and I'm imagining Joe having 
huge whiteboards there in front of his <laughs> eyes to be able to look at all the topics. You'd see him gazing around in front of the computer screen because there is just no way that he can he can't recollect and and pinpoint his own facts. He just can't do they, it. They can't put him in the same room with Donald. No, yeah, they, they oh my just, gosh, that would be. It, it couldn't be a live event. Like yeah. they'd almost have to script it and say, "We Censor we it. asked Sleepy Joe a question, <laughs> and we asked President Trump a question. Here were their responses." Like yep. I don't know that they could do yep. it any other way, Kevin. I know he'll have a mask on. Trump won't, and he, he'll probably pass <laughs> out before the. <laughs> he he'll have he'll have a mask on even though he's in his basement and no one else around except the compu- computer screen. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. Thanks for calling in, Kevin. Great to talk with you. <laughs> yeah, this is um this is getting a little bit outrageous, and and it is a general election year, folks. So, um, you know, where is this all going? I mean, this is there's censorship going on. It's the defund the police, uh, cry. I mean, we'll get there later, but that to me is just oh it's, yeah, that's just oh a scary, yeah, that's a scary thing. It's going it's on. absolutely insane. Yeah, um, a text board. This is great. I served at Fort Benning and Fort Bragg. Proud of both and never once thought about the Confederate generals. Great, great thought, great comment. Thank you for your service. Um, You know, (laughs) it's like... I I think that's part of the problem, too. I think some people in our country are just looking for reasons to complain and cause destruction, and that's another issue that we got to figure out. I mean, you you know, you can't look at the negative or the bad on everything, and I think that's a big problem. I thought it was about improvement. Right. It's not about always right. going backwards. My goodness. And I get it. I mean, when there's injustices, of we course. should face them yep. and talk about them, have dialogue. No, instead what happens is there's name calling and 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 no pun intended, but walls go up. Yep. And then everyone goes behind their walls and, and just starts shouting at each other. And I think that w- with police, I think I think a lot of people would agree that there is some reform that's needed there, right? Like did the cop in Minneapolis, no he should not have been a cop anymore after his first 10 instances or whatever he had. Yep. So, you know, there's definitely room for improvement, but no question. our careers have room for improvement. Doctors do. My gosh, it's constant. Everywhere. Yeah. It's constant. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, this whole idea of defunding the police, abolishing the police, um, we are hearing uh, that in New York City, there's talk of a Fourth of July uh, blue flu, and if you haven't ever heard of that, folks, that's when the cops all decide, you know what, call in sick. Um, and and in this case, it might be. Let's send the message. Let's see how they're going to do these Fourth of July celebrations. Wait, you were showing stats to me earlier about New York City right now. Oh and my they gosh, haven't even, there's, it's a, it's an insane the amount of violence, the things yeah. that are going on. In, in the absence of police that are now fully committed and fully supported yep. by the executive of the mayor and the governor, um, how on earth can they do anything otherwise? Like, I don't know how you get up and just dismiss the way your your superiors feel yep. about you. As they have private security, too, and things like that. Oh, so my we, God. we can't have security. But yeah, they, they de Blasio, can. as he yeah. goes to the gym every morning, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, he yeah. can do whatever the heck he wants, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another another good uh, text here. The left wants to erase history because it allows them to put a totalitarian regime in place, and no one will know any better. That's Chris. Yeah, I think that's um, that's often what I think they do at this by they do it inch by inch. And I, all I mean is, I don't think they can ever accomplish it in one big fell swoop. It's usually every two to four years, yep. um, a major event, crisis comes up, and all of these these radicals. The Antifa, the the Black Lives Matter folks, they all decide. Ah, here's our moment. Yep. 
let's do this in, in the memory of George Floyd. Yeah, yeah, give me a break. I don't think any of them even remember what the, the guy's name was at no, this point. No, no, and they and you know they they're doing it for you know their own pocketbook or no their doubt. own beliefs or whatever it is. But no I mean, doubt. It's just you know. No doubt. We're gonna go ahead and take John from Rochester here, and then we'll be taking a quick break. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Mike and Mike, I'm doing good. You know where awesome. the you know, it went from Chaz to Chop, right? Mm-hmm. The name of the uh, uh, area there. <laughs> yep. You know why I went to Chop? Why is that? The I heard I heard this live. One of the uh, leaders of this uh, revolutionary group liking what they're doing to the French Revolution, and he says, "People, it's not going to be long, but we're going to do what they did with the guillotines. Mm-hmm. Going to start chopping." <laughs> Seriously, I heard it. I heard it live. No kidding. I so uh, occupied protest is at the end of the OP part. It's not because they, they decided that hey, autonomous sounds like it's going to be too much responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> we we I don't think we can pull off autonomous. That means that means we have to provide we have for, to ourselves. for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So I'll tell you what. Um, That's- what do you think about it? It's exceptionally scary. Um, this is actually out of uh, chop, and again, I think it might go to chump or even crap. I mean, I've got I got my own <laughs> ideas on different names that it can become. Uh, <laughs> didn't you say earlier? <laughs> yeah, uh, crap is actually maybe not a bad. Uh, yeah, because there'll probably be crap laying in the street. There's a lot. For. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, it's, it's not not a, the cleanest of places for an uh, uh, an occupied protest area. So this was just literally. Yesterday, so a man was threatened and briefly detained inside this chop area, and and here's just some of the dialogue. This is this is like the the uh, you know just wonderful you know good conversation in society, good dialogue. The gentleman comes up, he says, "This is not a public park anymore. This is chop zone. There is no media allowed in here." Grabs me by my jacket and backpack from behind, choking me. Help! He's saying, "Who's going to help you?" Someone says, "Right." So hey. We can do whatever we want to you. Yeah. There's no more police in here. Yeah. You're you're with us now, yeah. right? What's the problem with the tents? This is where I live. It's our houses. Can I come to your house and take photos of your house? <laughs> and he so so the gentleman here he says, No, but my house is in a public park. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's it's getting to insanity, John. Do you do you think this is just the sign of a general election year because of our President Trump and what he incites in people? No, I think it goes deeper than that. Yeah. I think uh if if President Trump does not get elected, re-elected. I think uh, this will continue. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, the, the uh, years of indoctrination uh, since the 60s, the, uh, the uh, radicals from the 60s are now the head of the education areas in this country, whether it's colleges, mm-hmm. uh, uh, school superintendents, etc. And, of course, a lot of the leaders are also radicals. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama actually was a radical. She was arrested in a sit-in at one of the Ivy League schools. Uh, yep. And, of course, uh, Barack Obama was also a radical. And, and the people they hired on their cabinets were radicals, people like Valerie Jarrett, etc. Right. Uh, they were just radicals. Valerie Jarrett's uh, dad was a professor who was affiliated with the Communist Party. Mm-hmm. Obama's grandfather, uh, his his mentor, uh, Frank Marshall Davis, uh, they were communists. Uh, it's this is what it's uh, bearing the fruit of right. fifty years of radicalism. Yep, I don't think it can be stopped. Planting all these seeds. Thanks a lot, John. I know you won't be a stranger. 
Yeah, I, uh, I think I think John might be onto something. A lot of seeds have been planted by a lot of uh, figures um, over the last few decades, and I just can't imagine it ending now. No, even if he doesn't get reelected, no, I just can't I, imagine it. I believe there are way away. too many people out yep. there that are not going to let that happen. Yep. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from a couple of our colleagues from our financial guy's office. Um, we're going to hear from Ryan Norton, mortgage specialist. Um, actually, we're going to talk a little bit about my story, the Hayflick refinancing story. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to hear from Larry Loveless. Yep. He's um, yep. one of the PNC insurance agents working um, here alongside Michael Sparaza. So um, we're going to take just a very quick break and uh, we'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest host Mike Hayflick. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Mike Hayflick. All righty, welcome back. A couple public service announcements for the financial guys, and uh, there will be a social security optimization virtual workshop on July 13th, and uh, that will be at 6.15 p.m. You can register uh, by calling 633-1515 or 1-833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS. Being virtual, you could pretty much be wherever you want to be to, to tune in to both myself, Ron Reinstein, and Ron Pierce. So please don't miss that. That is, again, July 13th. And we also have an estate planning 102, so a bit more of an advanced estate planning class. That's on July 15th. Medicare Mondays are back. Folks, if you are turning 65 unhappy with your Medicare plan, Maybe you're moving off your company plan. Uh, you've got to tune into this July 13th, July 27th. You can always go to thefinancialguys.com and check out our TFG Academy site and uh, see what's coming up. Um, we're going to the phone line to talk to Ryan Norton. Ryan, I really, really want to thank you for holding. Um, as you can tell, there's all sorts of things going on here. And uh, we've got great, great listeners, but great callers, don't we? Yeah, I mean, and it actually gave me some time, too. Instead of chop or chump or yeah. as or whatever we want to call it, why don't we just call it jail? <laughs> <laughs> jail, there we go. But you've got to turn jail, J-A-I-L, into something, right? Something creative. <laughs> we'll work on that this week. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for waiting. And uh, Ryan, I, I first want to just ask you, um, as our, our mortgage specialist now, do you have any news, any any good success stories? And then we'll get to my story, my the Hayflick refi story. We'll play some nice music to <laughs> intro that, I guess. Right, yeah, quite a few this week. Um, we had a couple people that um, we were able to turn around um, approvals pretty quick. I mean, mm -hmm. Somebody that actually applied on Monday was approved by Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Is this what you, it was Mike, Ryan? Michael I wanted to, I wanted to mention this. I, I know a family member of mine you worked with, and they've called me about six times to tell me how great you are. So I was going to see if you could talk a little bit about that one for us. <laughs> how do you do a two day turnaround <laughs> on a on a mortgage? Well, I mean, honestly, they were they were great from the beginning. They gave me all of their documentation up front, which makes my job super easy, so a huge thank you to them because they absolutely did their part. But some of these lenders that we have, I mean, all of them are great. We wouldn't work with them, but some of these lenders that we have mm -hmm. uh, understand that time is of the essence in a lot of states. New York, everything takes a bit longer being attorney states and things like that. And the attorneys we work with are great, too, but some of these sure. states are just title states. So they don't have the patience that we that we need in New York State. So some of these are 30-day closings or less. 
So a lot of our lenders understand that. And, and once hmm. that file is put in completely, they are all over it. And we're able to ask me a couple clarifying questions. And next thing you know, we came back and we had an approval and it was actually under 48 hours. And that's that's huge because it gives the sense of relief to the buyer. They know they're approved, mm-hmm. know it's good, and then we're just waiting. So they played their part again, which made it huge. But some of the lenders that we work with, being able to shop around for them independently, right? But pick and choose the ones that are doing a great job for us, and, and that ends up being one of our best lenders. And uh, huh. and yeah, they're they're super happy. But you know, we're trying to make the process as easy as possible on everybody. It doesn't wow be difficult. That's incredible. What other success stories? And we'll, we'll go into my story for a moment. Right. I just had a refinance uh, this week and ended up being an $81,000 life of the loan savings. Wow. So that's huge. It ended up saving them eight years um, and it ended up being over $81,000. So that was their stuff again. I mean, I submit their loan Monday and they were approved by yesterday. Wow. That's another just quick. So they, they're off to the races. I mean, there's an opportunity they'll be closing by the end of the month even. So Unreal. That, and that's real money. I mean, that's <laughs> this is like over 15-year, 20-year, maybe 30-year, but this is real money. I mean, this is real money and, you're saving. And Ryan, is, you, know, you know we work together quite a bit, and on my department, it's sometimes just a matter of, you know, getting out your information and just taking a look, taking a shot and seeing what you can do. Is, do you see that a lot on your side where people just kind of let it go, let it go, let it go, and, and you know, there's a significant savings just waiting for them? That's right. And usually it happens, it, it seems to be for some reason, uh, maybe it was just when rates were back in the time, but people usually that are in that um, 12 to 15 to 17 years remaining, that's where the rates were a little bit higher at that time, and it makes a ton of sense now. But actually, I'm seeing more now where people that bought their home years ago, mm-hmm. they're giant savings because they're, in some cases, able to keep their payment the same and shave off years because of the, the low-rate environment. So, But sometimes, though, like I said, I mean, we'll have people that um, they're in a good spot. And, Mike, I know you do the same thing. If somebody's in a good spot, we're always um, honest with them. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, saying, you know what? I would stay where you are because if you make an adjustment, it might not, it might break even or it might not be a saving. So we're also honest and can give them that side of it too. You don't have to do something just because you called us. No doubt. And and I often, I'll even say this in the wealth management, sort of the financial planning, retirement income planning side of what I do. I'll say, listen, I'm going to try and give you clearly the pros, the cons, and the costs of everything you could do right now, whether it's rolling over a 401k or moving money from one IRA to another, different institution to another. Give them, give people the ideas and, and the choices and let them make up their minds. Hey, uh, Ryan, can you hold over for the, the upcoming hard break? Um, and and I'll, just, uh, I'll just say this as a teaser. Ryan's going to uh, give a, an example of, of what he did for my wife, Lisa, and me on our uh, now over. We're done with the refi. Um, and uh, it was actually looking at a national firm. And literally on my ride home from the office one night, I called this 800 number, got some numbers from a national firm. Wait until you hear, though, how it was different when I actually worked with someone who knows what they're doing and is out looking out for me, Ryan Norton. So we'll be right back here, folks, on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. Open the curtain, please. We are introducing New York State Clean Hand Sanitizer made conveniently by the state of New York. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. This is a superior product to products now on the market. Purell, competitor, New York State Clean. It has a very nice floral bouquet, little like detective, lilac, hydrangea, tulips, what is Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is the Financial Guys Radio Network. We are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza in studio here for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle this weekend. Beautiful, beautiful first day of summer. Got to get out in those pools, hot tubs, whatever you've got to enjoy this, right? Because we know that it doesn't last as long as some of these other warm weather states That's that right. we often visit and hear about, right? So uh, if you'd like to join the sh- uh, show, open mic session here, as always, 803-0930, star 930 from your cell. Uh, you can call us at 1-800-616-9236. And we do manage money for a living. And I often want to say now we actually help you preserve and protect your money and your wealth and your estates with estate planning, with great, great services in the lines of life insurance with Charlie Sparaza, Mike Sparaza here in studio with me, helping you on the property and casualty side. And we often would say, well, it's auto and home, but it's way more than just auto and home, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, we do <laughs> run, through the, run through the different things that you, you can insure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, autos, homes, recreational vehicles, boats, snowmobiles. I mean, that's recreational, but... Um, you know, classic cars, you got your business, your workers' compensation, your disability insurance. I mean, all those different things. Holy cow. Umbrellas, you name it. Yeah, so. yeah. We also have health insurance uh, experts like yeah. Brian Janik, Brian Faraci heading up that team. Yep. Medicare, Medicare Mondays have begun already. And Mod- Medicare Mondays are for all of you who are qualified for Medicare, usually at the, uh, the turning of age uh, 65. And uh, July 13th or July 27th, we are um, going to be hosting our Medicare Monday virtual events, okay, virtual until we're allowed to have people in our offices yep, again yep. with with fewer or no restrictions anyway and do it safely. Uh, we also have a Social Security Optimization Seminar coming up on July 13th. I and Ron Reinstein and Ron Pierce will be hosting that. You can go ahead and Register by calling into our office or even go to thefinancialguys.com, and uh, you will be able to register for that. So um, I want to just get back right to uh, to Ryan Norton. Hey, Ryan, let me just preface this by saying I literally heard mortgage rates were dropping on my ride home. It's about a 20, 25-minute ride. I called one of the national uh, firms that you'll hear commercials for. I called, talked to a you know young man. It seemed like a pretty knowledgeable person. And... Uh, I actually kept the quote, and then I, when I first met you, I said, you know, let me ask you about this. Can you tell me how you can be better than the national firms that we might see countless, countless commercials for, advertisements for? 
what do the, these national firms do that, that maybe aren't as good as what you did for me? They keep things hidden. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Some of it is the transparency, but some of it I would say some of these larger firms that are doing this, what happens is I, I think they carry, they have, I, I, in some instances, I would say hundreds, maybe not thousands of loan officers, mm-hmm. a call center or things like that. So their overhead and some other things have to be extreme, which is a sure. difference from us. But some of the difference is, is when you go line by line through some of these closing disclosures or loaning estimates, some of the things are, some of these fees that are charged on national levels, they just don't exist. Huh. Um, they're, they're either added because they have to outsource that because of how big they are. Mm-hmm. Something that's a nickel and a dime fee where you're like, what is that? Why am I paying this? Why is it $18? Why is it $18? Right. In some instances, you could ask yourself, what is this $430 charge? Right. Uh, and once you start doing that, that's a huge difference. All of a sudden, that comes from you owing money at closing to mm-hmm. get money back at closing. That's a huge swing. Here, here was Here's just some of the details, what you did for my wife and I. Um, we would have, this is what we ended up having. We have an $8,000 lower loan amount. We actually have a, a low, or actually about by a, about a quarter point, a, a quarter point higher interest rate, but a lower P&I, a, a lower principal and interest, because they were going to add thousands of dollars to our loan amount. And that, you get, guess what, folks? The national rep we, that I talked to, he didn't say anything about my loan amount going up so dramatically. All he did was try and enamor me with the interest rate's going to be so low and you're going to save tens of thousands of dollars. Okay, but Ryan, when I saw what you were able to do, in almost every case of fees that actually did have to be paid, I paid less by going with you. And then, like you said, there were so many fees that I did not have to pay because you could go shop my mortgage needs to, to many brokers, and then you came back with just an amazing proposal. And by the way, folks, this literally took, and now don't forget, this was COVID time period. It took six weeks for me to give you all the documents you needed and for my wife and I to go close on this, uh, this refi. That's right. And the other thing was we have to keep in mind that it went from thousands of dollars being owed at closing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want a check back, you can get a check back or we can lower your loan amount. Right. So it ended up being a thousands of dollars net swing. It was incredible. And honestly, if you're not looking at the numbers, folks, please come in and see Ryan. Like, go, go ahead and get some other quotes, but don't do a thing until you speak to our mortgage specialist, Ryan Norton. Ryan, thank you again for calling in. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and I was going to say too. I think I think like all of our departments too. We we shop around. We look, and the client's best interest is what's most important to us. Not selling something, not right. refinancing, not you know taking yep. over all their investments. It's, it's making sure they're in the right place right. and the right spot and getting the best value for what they have. I, I so. agree. We're we're all kind of wearing the the jersey of that family's name, right? Like exactly. we're not wearing our yep. own jerseys for each of our own teams, right? We wear your jersey. We're going to be playing for you guys. So thanks again, Ryan. (laughs) All right. If you need Ryan throughout the week, folks, mortgage specialist, he can help you here in Western New York. He can help you really in many states. So um, you can call uh, into our Help my family in Nevada. In Nevada, right. 716-633-1515 if you can catch up with Ryan Norton. So I'm going to be bringing in on a special guest here, not a – not a stranger to the show by any means. New York State Assemblyman for the 147th District, 
David DiPietro. I'm going to bring David in right now. David, thank you for your patience, sir. How you doing? We are doing great. We're doing great. Are you already enjoying a little bit of summertime weather here? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I always, whenever I hear your name, and I know you're, you know, you've been a friend to, to Mike Lomas and the financial guys, and um, I always think, how on earth does he do this this position? How on earth do you do it? Talk about uh, you know swimming upstream. Um, talk about just being around a lot of people that uh, I mean I don't know how you do it. I, I I just don't. I wanted to ask you just you know throughout this time that we're we're going to spend with you. Um, what about our governor changing what over two hundred and sixty laws invoking executive power? When when are we going to get the control back? And I say we the people, you the assembly person, you you know the senators of the state. When do you get this this control back? Well, that's a great that's a great one, and people don't understand it. But here's what the governor did: by state constitution, he can only have those executive powers for 30 days. Then <laughs> do a 15 day extension. So technically, when he did that on March 13th, by the end of April, he was done. And then he had to come back to the full legislature, Senate and Assembly, and get mm -hmm. another vote. He didn't do that. But what they did on March 13th, the governor's very sly. He, he, he went around the executive order. He broke the Constitution. Let me make that clear. He broke the Constitution, and he put forth his message of necessity, which is vote immediately, till April 1st of 2021. Oh. So he has executive power all the way through the summer, fall, winter, till April 1st of 2021. Now, why does he do it? Why did he do that? There's no, there's no, on this, think about this, there's no sunset. Well, it would be 30 days, and then the powers are gone. You know, you give you the, give those executive powers. This doesn't sunset. The legislature has to vote to take the powers back from him. Mm -hmm. Why did he go to April 1st? Because that's the budget. And not one Democrat is going to vote to take those powers back from him next April because they will lose all their pork and member item money and all the perks that they get in the majority. I'm talking millions and millions of dollars. So they're not going to vote this. The governor is very sly. So he's not when April first year. I'm predicting he will keep those executive powers. Right. What are some of the, the the laws that you could say that a lot of our listeners are are going to be impacted by uh, that I, I, he now has executive power over? Like, what are a couple examples? Well, the big one, which which just got uh, exemplified and, and, and magnified, mm -hmm. was the no bail, because then he started without with no bail. When COVID hit, now he's letting other prisoners out of jail. He's letting felons out of prison. He's letting pedophiles out of prison. This is this is so ridiculous that think about this. Just put on the comments pad. I tell people mm -hmm. you're letting people out that are committing crimes, and you're not and you're not even going after these people that commit crimes. But yet, some a, a business wants to just open up his bike shop, and you're going to put him in jail. I mean, it's just, you're taking honest people. I mean, this, the society's totally turned. It's crazy. I think that story out of New York City, too, I'm sure you saw it, where the elderly woman was walking down the street and she was knocked over by that gentleman who has been arrested <laughs> over a hundred and something times. What a scumbag. And they let him right out, I believe, from what I read, too, correct? No problem there? Within 30 minutes, he was out of jail. I mean, that's just unbelievable to me. Why isn't Absolutely. there an outcry, Dave? I yeah. mean, in your opinion, why isn't there an outcry? by the left, uh, about that. Because that doesn't fit their agenda. There should be an outcry on the right. And we do. We sit here, and I think a lot of us in mainstream America watch this, 
and our blood boils. Mm -hmm. Because we sit there and go, what are we going to do? Unless we go downtown uh, L.A. or downtown New York City and start and start something, our voices, we're going to be drowned out. Uh, we really don't feel like we have a say anymore in our government. And a guy like this, let me just read some of these crimes, too. Exposing himself in public. Uh, let's see, what else here? Uh, assaulting, harassing, trespassing, mm -hmm. criminal possession of a controlled substance, assault charges. I mean, uh, how many more do you need? So, so he gets he gets brought in, and within thirty minutes, this guy is back. He's back out. Mm -hmm. Goes in front of the judge, and he's back out. That's Unbelievable. And this poor woman. I, I mean, it's awful. She's ninety-two years old. Right. She falls. Not only falls, but then hits her head on a fire hydrant. Thank God she didn't die, and she was able to talk about it. She says, geez, I, my head still hurts, and I was bleeding. And, and you, you barely hear this one, but you see the one in downtown Buffalo where the police pushed the protester who was coming at them. You right. hear about that on all across the country, but you barely hear about this one. Right, right. How about the shootings in New York City, Dave? We hear, uh, you know, what was it? I think it was 60, 61. This literally was just as we were walking into the studio. I think it was 61 shootings in the past, like, 48 hours or something. Yeah. Um, um, gun crimes in the city and violent crimes are up 84%. <laughs> Think about it, in the last uh, 900 days. Right. So what about this 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 talk of a, a blue flu on the 4th of July, Independence Day of all times, right? What do you think? Are these guys, do you think the cops are actually going to go ahead along with this? Yes, I really do. Here's the thing. They already are, and they're not telling you. Yeah. You're taking, now in New York State, in New York City especially, uh, the cops are, are at, at all-time highs on taking their vacations and sick days. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're they're just not coming into work, uh, and and for good reason. I mean, the I got remember this hasn't go this this just didn't start 60 days ago or 100 days ago. This started with De Blasio, the communist, mm -hmm. a, a registered communist, who was the mayor of New York City. Think about that. They actually elected a communist over. Uh, anyone else, okay, because that's what they think down there. And we're going to have a lot more communists after Tuesday uh, in the Assembly and in the Senate because of all the primaries that are being run right now. So so they he's been against the cops. If you know, he, he used to take on the police all the time. The police mm -hmm. acts when they're in a position. If the mayor's there, they turn their back on him. There's no respect anymore. He, he hates the cops. They hate him. No one has their back. And it's gotten to a point now where you're seeing it nationwide where police are saying, you know what, this is crazy. But unfortunately, this is, you know, right is wrong and wrong is right in the country now. Right. Do, do you think that what has happened in Seattle is is like right on the doorstep of happening in New York City or, or even some of the, you know, gosh, Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester? I mean, do you think that's possible? Think it's coming? Oh, you know what? It, it does if your leaders allow it. Yeah. And I'm not so sure... You know, you want to do protests in Niagara Square and set up a tent is one thing. Uh, but to do what they did in Seattle, I would hope that our elected officials like Byron Brown and, and Polenkar, the two heads of our government mm -hmm. in Western New York, would have the backbone to say no way and, and give the police the authority to remove the whole, the whole situation and get us back to order. Because what you're doing now, guys, as you know, it's we're here. They're here to protect mm -hmm. the not to protect the rioters, and not to protect the people who are going to break and destroy and burn. Okay, that's where we've got to focus on the average people. Us. Okay, we're yeah. the ones that need this protection, 
and you, you shut this anarchy down the minute it happens, and that's where you get strong leadership from. And I'm not so sure that, as you look around the country, that there's a lot of places that, that have it. Right, right. Hey, hey, Dave, you can stay with us, right? I'm going to just do a quick break. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking with uh, David DiPietro, of course, our uh, New York State Assemblyman, and uh, we're going to get his, his feedback, his, more of his thoughts on this idea of defunding, abolishing police. Um, got a great clip to play for you, too, coming out of this break. So stay, stay tuned, folks. This is Mike Hayflick with Mike Sparaza on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network with guest host Mike Hayflick. Need your weekly Glenn and Mike fix? Check out their podcast, available on all streaming platforms and YouTube. New episodes are released every single week. Now, here's Mike Hayflick. Society is not perfectible. People suck in every profession. It is no excuse to paint society with a broad brush. It is certainly no excuse to accept a Democrat narrative, okay, that black people are being disproportionately hunted down by police officers because of the color of their skin. You want to know the best way to avoid not being not being brutalized by a police officer is to not is to is to limit the amount of encounters you need to have with them, especially when it comes to violent crimes. Oh, those are absolute words of wisdom by Candace Owens, um, black conservative female, um, young woman. Um, if you listen to this whole YouTube clip, Mike. <laughs> She gets really heated by the end of it because she she starts by saying, I'll be darned if I'm going to honor as a martyr George Floyd. You know who I will yeah. honor are a lot of these police officers yep. that are standing up for what's right. Yep. The 98% of them that are doing the right things. But um, we have Dave DiPietro on the line. Dave, what do you think of, uh, huh, are we here, Dave? I'm here. Uh, perfect. I saw I am just misreading maybe on my uh, computer screen. But someone like Candace Owens, I mean, she she clearly has uh, the right to, to say what she wants to say, right? And it really does come down to we absolutely need law enforcement. And how about when the law enforcement does sort of come to you, knock on your door, enters your community, you just find out what they need and, and, and listen and actually let them get you, take you down to the precinct Go ahead through the court system if you need to. This scumbag who knocks the woman over in New York City, 92-year-old, he just gets out in 30 minutes. What what could become of him? And, and then what are we all to do if a guy like him shows up at our doorstep? Well, you're, Candace Owens uh, has more truth than people even want to realize. And in in, 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 when you talk to the, uh, the black community, okay, they make it sound as if every... Uh, every person of color believes in Antifa, and 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 that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, most blacks or, or any person of color, most of them are pretty conservative in respect. They they honor their family. Mm-hmm. They they also uh, they believe in law and order. They respect our police force. And many of them are in the police force. As if, yeah, they're on. The <laughs> they make it sound as if as if you know the police force is is. Has, has just turned and it's uh, turned a blind eye, and they haven't. And that's again, like with anything else, ninety nine percent are pretty good, one mm-hmm. percent rogue, and that's where the system, the system takes care of or should. Right. And, and it has worked in these instances. The system has come in strong. Mm-hmm. So, but we're watching it. This isn't a. This isn't some uh, 
a hydroponic movement. No. This is a this is all by order and design and that's what people don't understand. This is all these people are paid for, bought, they're they're very organized and they're doing this. This is a, a way to take on our government and uh, unfortunately, you know, I always tell people if not you, who and if not now, when? When, right? This is for us uh, not just, I'm, t- I'm saying the whole the, the, the country, our citizens, mm-hmm. race and color, to stand up for our values and what we believe in, okay, and not allow this to happen. That's a tough order. I mean, could you imagine living in a world where somebody's robbing your house or, or you know, doing something illegal at your residence and you, you, you can't call the cops? You <laughs> can't call police? You can't call law enforcement? I mean, I, I just, it's personally not a world I want to live in, but I, I can't imagine ever even thinking about living in a society like that. Tell you what, gun permits uh, are, are probably skyrocketing. I mean, whoever's processing gun permits and, and uh, license uh, yep. forms, I mean, they got to be the busiest people around. I've got a person out here, fellas, that a friend of mine who does a pistol permit class mm-hmm. usually does one once a week. <laughs> the last 34 days, except for Sunday, she's done one every night. <laughs> every yep. night pistol permit except for Sundays. It's unreal. Hey, real quick in about 30 seconds, what do we got going on in New York State that we can be uh, optimistic about? Anything? <laughs> yeah, the fact that New York City, uh, uh, over 100,000 people have permanently left the city, mm-hmm. moved out of state, and that they're predicting possibly four to 500,000, a half a million by January 1st. So so those those people have a chance. What a, what a sad state <laughs> of affairs. Dave, Thank you so much for calling in today. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks thanks for what you do. All right. That was David DiPietro. Uh, folks, we will be right back after this break. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Alrighty, welcome back. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza in for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. And uh, just talking all sorts of chaos, and I will say chaos because on our text board, this is awesome. And I wish I knew who I could attribute this to. So we saw we saw Chaz out in Seattle, six blocks of the uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, go to CHOP, which was the Capitol Hill, what was it, Opportuna? I don't know. I don't even know Opportunity place, or I don't know. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then I Capitol had, Hill occupied protests. There we go. There Thank you. Yeah. And then I thought maybe Chump would be a nice one. Capitol Hill unemployed, misguided people, or even crap. And you said, yeah, probably because there's a lot laying in the streets there. <laughs> I love it. Capital ridiculous, amoral people. But this chaos, C H A O S, Capitol Hill against our society. That is super creative. And the, and not not if that wasn't good. There's a second one in the same text. Capitol Hill, all-out socialism. But for it to be socialism, 
they would need stuff, right? Oh, well, they apparently do. They, so, are they going to get this autonomously? Apparently not, because that name isn't—that's not part of their name that's anymore. Not, no, they got rid of that. So, I think Dan Crenshaw said it best. He, he tweeted a photo of supplies needed, and uh, here's some of the supplies. I guess clothing, uh, pants, and shirts, and belts. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of naked <laughs> naked protesters running yep. around. Apparently, <laughs> we got cigarettes and lighters because that'll help. I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, Portable solar chargers, that's good. Gatorade and or electrolyte powder. Oh, so. yeah, because there's lots of high-class, high uh, high-performance athletes out yep. there. Yep. yep. We gotcha. got uh, body lotion. Oh, my goodness, of course. If it's sunny, just We don't in want case. them getting chafed. <laughs> chafed skin when you're protesting. No, that's Peacefully no protesting. Peacefully, yes, of course. Body wash, there's other showering, that's good. Mm, okay. Sunglasses in case it's sunny. But aren't sunny. they social distancing? Why would they need body wash? Well, You're staying six feet away from each other. Shouldn't yeah, I, I don't see masks on the list, so that's not on here. Uh. So I think they have all those taken care of. Okay. Bedding, zip ties. <laughs> Shoes. What, what do they need zip ties for? I, I, I don't. I have no Aren't idea. Aren't those the things that you use on wires that are all out yeah. of out of sorts? You combining zip tie wires, all the wires together. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see what else. Disinfectant. That's good. We want that. Oh, good because we want it nice and just tidy. Yep. Smell Pillows, good. Be tidy. Yep. Backpacks. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean that that ice ice the good kind they say. So I don't know the what g- ice they're talking about there, but. <laughs> Clearly not the ice that, that protects our borders. No, no. No, because they would not want that type of ice. Right. So, yeah, and his, his comment was, I just want to remind you all, when you create an autonomous zone, you don't demand, you don't get to demand a large list of supplies for uh, rebelling against the society that you oh, no, essentially no. want to get rid of. It should be a little footnote at the bottom of that list. Mom, it was just <laughs> like the, the list that I gave you when I went off to Boy Scout camp, remember? When I got mad at my dad when I was a kid and I yeah. lived outside. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then you slip the list into your yep, mom. Yep, but mom. keep paying my cell phone bill, and I need dinner tonight, so let me mom, have some of that. can you also bring me some Cheez-Its? <laughs> Just slip them outside the door. I'm going to bring out the little TV, and can you get me the extension cord? Yeah, so. Uh, it's just unbelievable. It is, it's I, unbelievable. I mean, I mean, come on. But let's uh, let's create more of these these uh, these zones, right, these protest zones, because they seem to be going over really well. I'm still actually very, very upset and disturbed by the idea that the police precinct was abandoned, that the mayor of Seattle just sort of thought that that was okay. Right. Taking uh, over. And again, what, what is your plan with that? Where, where are you going? I mean, again, with, without police, I just can't imagine society and, and, and letting them get overrun is not the answer. Not at all. Because there's a lot of innocent people that absolutely need the response of the police yes. to protect them. Yes. Not everybody is armed. Not everybody is trained to use firearms. Not everyone is even physically able to to get to a door and get yep. to, you know, it's just, it's outrageous. And you also, even if you are trained, we don't want people running around shooting people in self-defense and things either. No. I mean, that's not the idea. You know, the idea oh is to gosh. have law and order and Absolutely protection. insane. Let's talk a little bit about this idea of censorship. Um, it seems like these the biggest, biggest companies in the world, Google, Twitter, some of these companies are seemingly being very, very selective with what they allow out on the uh, the platforms. And uh, a couple couple examples of late that we we've seen, we've actually just just recently, in fact, and I uh, totally butchered the whole thing earlier by saying it was. Katie Holmes, American uh. actress Katie Holmes. It actually wasn't Katie Holmes. Um, I actually typed it on this uh, as Katie Holmes, but um, her name was Katie Hopkins. She was a British social activist, very right wing. 
And that definitely raises your eyebrows when you hear her talk because she will bring up topics where you just go, ooh, I don't know if that should have been said. That was a tough one. But I thought that Twitter, I thought that Google, YouTube, these are places where they, they sort of say, no, this is what we're all about, right? This is exactly what Twitter says, by the way. This is... This is um, the vision and mission statements. I won't read the entire thing, but here's Twitter's mission statement. To give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Uh, Twitter also adds that the company's business and revenue will always follow that mission in ways that improve and do not detract from, here it is, a free and global conversation. So it's all about promoting new ideas, encouraging the sharing of ideas, facilitating a global conversation. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like the communications utopia, right? Yep. Unless, unless you've got different opinions than what right. Twitter or in Google's case, if you have different opinions, do not, do not say them. Well, well then you got the Kathy Griffins of the world who post photos of Trump beheaded, but right. that's okay. Holding no, it up, that, right. That's, that's not, you know, at all dangerous or, or, you know, essentially, I mean, that to me is essentially, you know, pushing, <laughs> beheading your president. I mean, I mean come, come on. on. Talk, what is that? Yeah, that's not inciting in, no. in people the idea that that should actually be okay. Like, yeah. that absolutely is. Twitter's vision is... Believing in free expression and the thought that every voice has the power to impact the world, but not if you're not if you're conservative, not nope. if you've got nope. thoughts thoughts like the Katie Hopkins of the world, thoughts like the Federalist. Yep. The Federalist is a very conservative leaning group. Um, I'm going to have Frank cue up a clip. Um, Molly Hemingway, I think she's a senior editor with the Federalist, and uh, Molly Hemingway appeared on a show this past week and. And basically um, sort of explained how Google was treating the Federalist. Yep. And it's so interesting because it's almost like they'll, they'll push and push and push. But if there's a little bit of back, uh, what, flack or whatever, yep. they say, oh, whoa, 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 oh, we didn't mean that. You know, hey, oh, wait, hold on a second. No, we didn't really mean that we were going to demonetize the Federalist. Come on. So, Frank, if you could play that clip. This is Molly Hemingway. So their story has been changing a little bit. Originally, NBC News said that they contacted Google and asked Google to demonetize us. Uh, They said because of a story that we ran, they had a quote from Google saying that they were demonetizing us. And then when that uh, story broke and all heck broke loose, they kind of changed their story to saying, oh, yeah, we have a policy about comments and they were in violation of the comments. We did pull down our comments temporarily uh, while we get this figured out. But that story doesn't really pass muster either. Google literally runs YouTube, which is a site that is just full of <laughs> horrific comments. So we don't think they actually have a problem with comments or running ads on, on uh, no, places where comments are not moderated. Find a lot or of disgusting of things on YouTube. sites yeah. that use Google ads that have comments that don't seem to be causing problems for Google. So their story seems to be changing a little bit. We're trying to keep up with it. Um, but there's <laughs> no luck. question that NBC News did target us and asked Google no to kidding. take part in this campaign against us. And we have been critical of NBC News when they have made reporting errors or other problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that played a role, but uh, very, very uh, surprising to find this out. Yeah, this, this is great. And, and correct me, one of those news stations covered up... Uh, 
what, what's his name? The, oh, uh, oh, well, uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, 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 right, yeah right. That, So that wasn't a, that's not bad. No, that, that's okay. I'm so that's glad right. we have the NBC uh, police. Uh, you know, yeah. the 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 morality police out there making sure that you know no disgusting things are happening on Google or YouTube. And here's my thing too with with the the censorship part of it. I mean, isn't that what makes us great? Is that we can have different opinions and debate different things. I mean, personally, I, I know I like to argue. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun for me but we like <laughs> we like to debate things and and that doesn't mean you have to hate somebody because no. i don't agree with something whether it be sports politics whatever that doesn't mean we can't talk to each other no I, usually I, you I, could walk away and go you know what that was a lot of fun yeah i definitely don't see it the way you do but yeah, i never right, will let's but go hey, have a beer yeah, exactly yeah, i mean you don't have to you don't victimize each other you don't no. you don't you don't uh you know, antagonize each other to the point of calling names and, and, and being outrageous. So, yeah, this whole idea of censorship, it's absolutely seemingly going only in the one direction where big tech clearly trying to, to just advance their own left wing ideological agenda. And and I think what what's going to be done about it? Like, I hope Trump can do something about this because. It's and getting I, worse and worse. I, I worry because, uh, you know, my generation was the first generation of, of you know, the Twitters and the Facebooks and yep. the Instagrams. And, and, you know, I think sometimes the problem is some of my generation looks at what's on there as mm-hmm. it's 100% fact. Right. And then, right. you know, you try to explain that oh, that's not true. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I've been seeing that for the last 10 years. Of course it is. Well, no, yep. it's not. Right. Yeah, there's no nightly news anymore, like no. where you could tune into no. like your six o'clock national news right after the local news. Right. You hear like the facts and right. you'd get like what's hey, actually going on yeah. you don't get that anymore no so no. let's go to the phone lines um we got peter peter in ontario peter how are you sir hey how are you guys excellent show we're good thank, thank you. you thank you for holding let me get straight to the point all right um i want to focus more on this law and order issue because to me if there's no law and order capital leaves and that's your focus mm-hmm. the experts in capital and money without that it's gone all of this that we're experiencing, my opinion, it all has to do with those two potential Supreme Court picks that the president could make. Because if the conservatives, if the Republicans control this quotas with a next Trump victory, we will control the courts and the legislative branch for about a century. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, Peter, on that note, we saw... We saw what happened here with John Roberts uh, and, and Brett Kavanaugh. We thought, yep. oh, no, they're they're going to follow the rule of yep. law. They're going to follow the Constitution. And we've seen some – we saw it with, with uh, Obamacare, where it didn't go the conservative way, yep. where, what, fees were con- – or taxes were not considered to be, like, the word fee and all yep. that. Yep. And then we just saw it recently where uh, – I think it was on the um, immigration, yep. right? On yep. the, on yep. the Yeah, so – we're not seeing it go the way we thought, Peter. So you're saying we need we need a, a guy like Trump to have another one or two more choices on that side, right? Yeah, well, we know that he's going to get Ruth and he's going to get Breyer. Mm-hmm. If he gets a second term, he's going to get Breyer too, so those two. And then if he can get the other four, yeah. talk to them and let them make some reasonable judgments. And look, if you guys in your 70s, et cetera, resign. Step <laughs> let him appoint four 40 years. So we could potentially have a six to three court. Right now, Justice Roberts is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even consider his vote. He, he to me, you know what he, he, he seems like? He wants to be a celebrity. He wants to be... The attention. He wants the attention. Yeah, yeah, he wants sort of like attention, the status. He wants people to say, whoa, I didn't expect that from him. Oh, he wants people to think, no, I'm a free-thinking you know, justice yep. of the Supreme Court. I, yep. I don't, I don't think he. I think he definitely wasn't what Trump thought he would be. Right. Well, the, the thing about it, I think it's Bush that um, appointed him. And um, the thing is, I know that um, I think once you get appointed, unless you resign or you pass away, mm-hmm. uh, the next president can't remove the chief justice. That's right. That's the problem, the problem we have. So we might have to deal with him, but we need a overwhelming majority. So yep. like people like when I listen to Rambo Jim and Kevin from Pendleton, mm-hmm. so let, me t- let me tell it to you how I look at it. Now you could hear in my voice <clears throat> that I bring this Black Lives Matter folk, uh, how should I say, um, uh, that kind of depth to this in the sense that I'm against Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. 100% for the police. So I have this black thing in me too. So I'm talking on that side. So just listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This election is about law and order. When you look at the polls right now and you poll the American people, and I have legal status in America, so I'm talking to from that point of view. Mm -hmm. You poll the public, the public says three things on the radar right now will drive them. COVID, number one. Law and order, number two. Economy, number three. But law and order will go to number one in a moment. And this person needs to understand this. I supported him from day one. I love this guy. I want this guy to win again, and I think he's the only chance that we have. But let me say this. This president has the potential to lose. Why? Because he said that he's going to deal with Seattle. We're waiting. He has not. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said that he's going to designate Black Lives Matter a terrorist group. We are waiting. He's not. When you watch that guy, that thug, punch that 90-year-old lady, down in New York mm-hmm. and walk free. We want to know where's this president on that? Where's the Justice Department? That's a hate crime. So we're watching all of this stuff going on. We're waiting for the president. So we have faith in him. We believe everything he says. But let me tell you, uh, when people elected Trump from the 2016, <clears throat> I spoke to a lot of women because people thought he couldn't carry the women vote and he couldn't carry the Latino vote. And I knew that this president is going to carry the women vote, and I'll tell you why. And he could again, but he could lose. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why he carried it. Because when a woman looked at Trump and they listened to him, he was brand new. They didn't have a record to run on, but they listened to him. He engendered confidence. And so when they went right. to their two daughters and they, they tucked them in at night, and then they opened the door and looked at them laying down, mm-hmm. he felt safe that this president is going to protect my two and three daughters right now they're not beginning to feel safe anymore. So this president needs to stop talking and start acting and put the hammer down on this Black Lives Matter and these Antifa. Put it down harshly and he will win overwhelmingly. If he does not, he would lose. He will lose. Yeah. Well said, Peter. Well said. Thank you. And I, uh, I have a, a text here. Is there a reason why Trump is not getting involved? Maybe he wants this to backfire on Democratic mayors. Yeah, I, you know, you don't know what what their game plan is. We got three months or so, or what is right. it, four or four months or so left here. I, I think he definitely, like I said before, has to put his foot down at some point and really no charge ahead, rally his troops, and, no and, doubt, and go from there. Years ago, when uh, when he's first he first put his uh, hat in the ring to to be president, I remember thinking, my goodness, like he is. I mean, talk about unorthodox right yep. as a candidate i mean you, you'd yep. probably be much stronger words than unorthodox but yep. um 
he seemed to always win as he kept moving along and yep. as candidates kept dropping and dropping yep. and dropping. So I really do hope there's part of a bigger scheme that he's he's yep. he's being measured. Yep. We had COVID, yep. came right off Get of out impeachment. Of yep. Yep. So I hope he's uh, just being measured. Yep. Hey, Frank, can we just take a really quick break and then we'll come back with Kevin and uh, we're going to try and get to Dolores and Jerry and Bob. Please don't hang up, folks. We've got Mike Hayflick and Mike Sparaza. This is the Financial Guys Radio Network. Stay tuned. we got one more short segment coming up. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. We have another short, short moment here with the, all of you listening. Thank you for tuning into the Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Hayflick, Mike Sparaza in studio this weekend. Beautiful day. Looking forward to getting back out in that sun, no doubt. I might even mow my lawn. That's fine. I will not be mowing any lawn today. No (laughs) mowing, just enjoying it, right? That's right. Um, I want to bring in uh, a new member of our team, and this is uh, Pete Bifarella. Um, Pete is going to be serving the Genesee County area, Batavia, Warsaw, Attica area. And um, Pete's been in the business quite a bit, quite a long time. Pete Bifarella, are you on the line, sir? Yeah, I'm here with you. Uh, Awesome. We're doing great. This time goes so, so fast. Pete, you're a new member of the Financial Guys team, so welcome aboard. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so what uh, what was it that you you heard probably Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, give you kind of an idea of what our team is all about? What made you think, you know, this this seems like the right move. This feels right. Um, I think I can succeed with these guys. What was it, do you think? Well, basically what it was, Mike got a hold of me and Somehow, I can't remember how that all went about. Um, he was just telling me about himself and the mm-hmm. group and everything and asked me to join them after uh, you know, taking a look at what I've done over the last 40 years and mm-hmm. about it. I did my due diligence on them and actually discovered just what a, like a broad brush they have with respect to overall financial consulting. Sure. It was social services, Medicare, estate planning, that type of thing. Yeah. That that we do, and I think every day you're with us, you're you're gonna maybe um, you're gonna encounter something a little different, a little new, uh, and isn't it funny? I think as you know, boy, you've been in this business quite some time. It's often about listening, and if you can listen to what people need, and then literally give them the solutions right within your own network. It, it I found it, and I know Mike Sparaza here has found it to be super powerful. So is that sort of what you're hoping for and looking for? Yeah, they you know, they with their resources and the contacts that they have. Mm-hmm. Again, just uh, you know, with a, like I mentioned, with a broad brush, I like to call it as consulting. I could take that brush and I can narrow it down to what my clients need, and it's turned out to be a good fit for me and my practice, and ultimately my clients. It's awesome. Well, we're really, really happy to have you on board again, Pete Bifarella, serving the Genesee County area, Batavia, Warsaw, Attica, and the other surrounding towns and villages. Uh, you can reach Pete. If you're in those areas, call our office at 716-633-1515 or 1833-FINGUYS. Thank you so much, Pete, for for calling in, and I hope you enjoy a really, really nice Saturday. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Pete Bifarella. 
We're going to go back to the phones. Again, folks, we have a fabulous team in so many areas, financial planning, retirement, income planning. The game changes, folks. When you are approaching retirement, you, you need to find a specialist to make sure you get through a successful retirement, yep. not just to it, because you don't want to go broke in retirement, plain and simple. I'm going to go to uh, Kevin. Kevin in Pendleton. Sir, thank you for waiting. Hey, I'll be fast here. All right. Brother from across the border, Trini brother. Hey, um, two quick points here. First one, I want to answer Dave, Dave Pietro's question. Mm-hmm. The outcry from the right. I think I think um, Pete from Ontario answered basically the reason why you're not hearing an outcry from the, the right. But I just want to let um, David know too, my friend, and I don't say that term, friend, light. Good friends disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, um, right on this very same program, you know, I mean, he always comes on and talks about the corrupt Cuomo administration and stuff, right? But from the very same Cuomo administration, when I mentioned about the corrupt swamp out here in Niagara County hiring a Cuomo felon, I heard nothing from him. And then even Russ, my other friend too, said something that made me fall off my chair. Mm-hmm. That uh, when he said, "Well, he can't comment on something he don't know nothing about." So just want to let you know that when we see stuff like this, that's why it's in the response from the right. But closing off. NY27 in relation to this race and the, the, the yep. with John Flynn, you know something? If John Flynn went after Chris Jacobs for that situation about his residency situation and committing voter fraud, he will also have to go after a number of current candidates on both sides, including folks on his side, and even former um, congressional representative and lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul. And we know for a fact that they ended up buying a house or renting a house or something. Right. And so move into the district just so she could run for Congress. Yeah. You know what? The swamp is right here, too, and it goes on both sides. <laughs> well said. Well said, Kevin. That's that's so true. The swamp is way bigger than we might think. Yeah, it's uh, not just in our nation's capital. No, it's not. I, I think <laughs> I think that's what I was just going to say too. He's made a couple comments, but you know, some of the I, the ideas they have or, or what they believe in on that side is just it, it just almost lacks common sense, yeah. right? Like the, oh the defund police that doesn't make any doesn't sense, make any right? Sense. You know, peaceful protests yet we're burning building down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up, you know. And I, I just think that's yeah. what's so frustrating. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to fall in line with what exactly. their goals and objectives are. Yep. Listen, I want to <laughs> I'm gonna I want to first thank all the callers today. I, I don't think we're gonna get give it to anyone else so Dolores Bob Jerry please please call us again um, I want to just plug um, you know a lot of people out there might have pools spas all that kind of thing we've got a, a new contact a gentleman named Jesse he's a Buffalo pool service Jesse is a phenomenally gifted certified pool expert if you are looking for anybody to take care of your pool please look him up on Facebook Buffalo pool service Here's the number, folks, if you need someone who's highly qualified to actually take care of your pool, spa, any expertise you might need, you look for people who are certified, right? Here it is, 716-463-2969. That's Jesse from Buffalo Pool Service, 463-2969. We're out of time. It goes quick. I can't believe it, it but quick. this has been a lot of fun. Folks, thank you for tuning in today. Esther, the tax lady, and her team is up next. For Mike Sparaza, this is Mike Hayflick. Happy summer. First day of summer today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will be back next week.